Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yo, what's good, crypto fam? And happy Wednesday hump day, Bitcoin pump day. As you can see, Bitcoin above 28,000. In today's show, I'll be breaking down the latest technical analysis, as well as us discussing a Bitcoin hitting back above 30,000, hitting a new yearly high. Also, check this out. Bitcoin outperforming gold by 10x thus far this year. So far, maybe indicative of a super cycle, according to Bloomberg Intelligence. And breaking news just in, check it. MicroStrategy buys another 1,045 BTC for $29.3 million, taking its total hodlings to 140,000 Bitcoin worth over $4 billion. And quoting Max Kaiser, the sailor put, just like Greenspan and subsequent Fed chairmen and the Fed were guaranteed to flood the market with cheap money to keep stock prices high. Saylor and Michael Strategy will always be buying Bitcoin, providing a floor to the price. Max also shares for every $1 move in gold, we'll see a $20 move in Bitcoin. And check this out. It was April 5th of 1933, where it was the Gold Seizure Act, where they confiscated everyone's gold. Never forget. Also in today's show, Swiss state-owned bank Post Finance to offer Bitcoin trading. Also, we'll be discussing Hong Kong's crypto rules set a high bar for a good reason, says the SFC advisor, as well as the Cash App creator dies following a stabbing in San Francisco. We'll also be discussing Ethereum hitting a seven-month high ahead of the Shanghai and Capella upgrades, as well as the Bitcoin price action will shatter $10 million Per coin, says hedge fund manager Jesse Myers. I'll be breaking down his timeline. We'll also be taking a look at the overall crypto market. All this plus so much more in today's show. Hey, what's good, crypto fam? This is first and foremost a video show. So if you want the full premium experience, visit our YouTube channel at cryptonewsalerts.net. Again, that's cryptonewsalerts.net. 
and welcome everyone just tuning in. This is podcast episode number 1242. I'm your host, JV, and today is April 5th, 2023. We have lots to discuss, so let's dive right in. As you can see on your screen, Bitcoin back in the green, trading above $28,000. We have Ethereum up about 2%, trading at a seven-month high of above $1,900. BNB, XRP, Cardano, all pumping and in the green. And checking out coinmarketcap.com, we're currently sitting just under $1.2 trillion for the market cap with about $42.5 billion in volume in the past 24 hours. Bitcoin dominance the same today as it was yesterday at 45.6% with the Ether dominance on the rise at 19.3%. And checking out the top 100 crypto gainers for the past 24 hours. Clay up 12% trading at 24.5 cents, followed by ICX up 11% trading at $0.42.5, cents, followed by the Trust Wallet token, up 7% trading at $1.26. And checking out the top 100 crypto gainers for the past week. A sea of green, which I love to see, with only a handful in the red, including cost down 13%, SXP up, uh, down 6%, and INJ down 2%. And checking out the Crypto Greed and Fear Index, we're rated a 62 in greed, the same as yesterday. Last week was a 57, and last month a 48, which is neutral. So there you have it. How many of you are currently bullish on the King Crypto? Make some noise in the live chat. And now let's dive into today's Bitcoin technical analysis and check out the charts. Bitcoin has since grown 3.5% to around 28,800, continuing its extremely negative correlation with the US dollar. The Bitcoin slash USD pair now eyes a breakout at 30,000, a key psychological resistance level due to hopes that the greenback will weaken further this year in 2023. You can say that again. Meanwhile, the February job openings and labor turnover survey jolts showed that the number of the official job vacancies dropped below 10 million for the first time since May of 2021. In other words, while two jobs were available for each unemployed person at some point last year, there are now just one 0.67. So interestingly, the implicit federal funds rate for January 2023 declined after the latest jolts data was published in a similar fashion amid the March bank failures. The rate expectations are now around 4% compared to about 5% before the banking crisis, suggesting the market experts or expects the Federal Reserve to stop, if not reverse, its interest rate hike program. And worth noting is that the jolts reading and backward looking meaning the latest data does not include March's sudden wave of bank failures, as well as well-publicized layoffs at McDonald's, Walmart, and across technology companies, including Amazon and Apple. It seems everyone is laying off and downsizing. Not a good look for the economy. Thus, the market is likely to see even worse jolts data in the next few months. This may also line up with the next Federal Open Market Committee meeting in May, prompting a dovish response as a Reuters poll of Forex strategists anticipates, quoting Mac here, the dollar, DXY, looks fundamentally worse and worse for each year that goes by. The last crypto bull run, we didn't really have a proper narrative, but for the next, we will. Everything is aligning for a monster run after 2023. Let me know if you agree or disagree with the analysis. And also from a technical perspective, Bitcoin price eyes an extended price rally in April as it paints an ascending triangle pattern. An ascending triangle is a bullish continuation pattern that appears when the price trends between a horizontal trend line resistance and a rising trend line support. It completes when the price breaks out of the triangle in the direction of the previous trend and rises by as much as the triangle's maximum height. As outlined here in this chart, applying the scenario to the ongoing Bitcoin price trend brings 31000 as its next big upside target, up around 8.5% from the current levels. Let's go. Meanwhile, the DXY has the potential to drop by another 1% in April to test a lower range of its long-standing support channel, which you can see in the purple at around 100 point. 
0.86. The lower rate scenario risks pushing the DXY below the support channel to a newly year low, with some analysts anticipating a drop towards 95. Ultimately, such a scenario will likely mean another leg up for crypto markets and a potential $35,000 target for the king crypto in quarter two. Send it and let's Frickin' go. And as I pointed out, Bloomberg Intelligence says Bitcoin outperforming gold 10x in 2023 so far may be indicative of a super cycle. I would love to see one personally. And also breaking big news from Michael Saylor. MicroStrategy buys another 1,045 Bitcoin for 29.3 million, making its total holdings 140,000 Bitcoin worth over $4 billion. And I shared Mac's response earlier. And also regarding gold, someone shared here, good morning, everyone. Gold is 2% away from hitting all-time highs in nearly every currency. Why? Global financial uncertainty, inflation, de-dollarization, and record central bank buying gold in 2022. Is this the start of a new gold bull market in which the high priest Bitcoin Max responded for every $1 move in gold? We'll see a $20 move in Bitcoin. I agree 100%. And as Plan B reminds us here, remember April 5th of 1930. They will do it again. CBDCs, protect yourself. And he's referring to the Gold Seizure Act where they confiscated everyone's gold. So there's no guarantee that that can't happen again. Just another reason to be more bullish on the king crypto than gold. And with that being shared, now let's discuss breaking news of post-finance offering Bitcoin, which is pretty cool. Check it out. Post Finance, a retail bank fully owned by the Swiss government, is preparing to offer its customers crypto trading and storage services. Post Finance has partnered with local crypto bank Signum to offer its customers a range of regulated digital asset banking services. The firm announced today on April 5th, the partnership will specifically allow Post Finance customers to buy, store, and sell major cryptos, which include Bitcoin, and Ethereum. The crypto services are enabled through Singum's institutional business-to-business offering that provides banks with market entry to regulated and compliant digital products. The business-to-business network includes more than 15 partner banks and supports a range of cryptos featuring revenue-generating services like staking. Post-finance's move into crypto comes in response to a growing demand from its customers. The bank chief investment officer, Philip Merkt, noted, stating the following, digital assets have become an integral part of the financial world and our customers want access to this market at Post Finance. They're trusted principal bank now founded in 1906 post finance is the financial services unit of swiss post switzerland's national postal service the public company is known for its pro crypto stance building its own crypto custody platform and issuing digital collectibles linked to physical stamps back in 2021 the announcement on post finance's crypto trading services comes shortly after the swiss post announced the launch of crypto stamp 3.0 a new crypto stamp iteration featuring physical and nft versions into Integrated with artificial intelligence technology, Swiss Post's new crypto stamp is scheduled to go on sale May 2nd, 2023, a few weeks away. Post Finance did not immediately respond to the request for comment. But there you have it. You have nations adopting crypto and Bitcoin as the United States seems to be doing the exact opposite. So it won't be a surprise shock to me as many of these big companies are fleeing the United States to set up shop elsewhere, such as strategic wise places like El Salvador to take advantage of the tax incentives. You know what I mean? But now let's discuss another major crypto hub, which is Hong Kong. That's right. Check this out. The standards for virtual asset service providers 
providers in Hong Kong are set incredibly high as the Securities and Futures Commission, SFC, wants the crypto industry to match the same compliance standards as traditional financial firms. Speaking with Cointelegraph at the Hong Kong WOW Summit, Lucy Gazmarian, the founder of crypto venture firm Token Bay Capital and an SFC FinTech Advisory Group member, explained that while the bar is set high, it is the place for good reason. The standards are incredibly high because the SFC's approach is to ask VASPs to apply the same standards that existing financial institutions like huge banks and huge asset managers have to comply with. The SFC published a consultation paper on February 20th, which considered whether licensed VASPs should serve retail investors and what standard of investor protection measures should be imposed. Anti-money laundering and know-your-customer policies were also discussed. And she also said these high standards might pose challenges for the crypto industry in Hong Kong over the short term, quoting her here. The issue is that crypto businesses are often in the startup phase, she explained, many funding, but not huge amounts, not hundreds of millions to comply with the framework does incur significant costs, she added, citing the need for local VASPs to have insurance, independent assessment reports and store crypto in cold storage, which is the number one place to store it. If you don't know, now you know, quoting her again, a criticism has been if you are a startup crypto company, how do you even get started? Is that going to stifle the industry? And with a solid regulatory framework in place, she believes that more well-capitalized financial firms will be willing to help promising startups get off the ground. I think companies that do get the license are going to be upholding the most stringent standards so that the bar is set high, but I think for good reason. So there you have it. I mean, very powerful words coming from uh, Hong Kong. So more adoption, bring it. And in the recent months, Hong Kong made considerable ground in establishing itself as the world's next major crypto hub. More than 80 digital asset firms have expressed interest in establishing a presence in Hong Kong just over the past few months. According to a March 20th statement by the Security of Financial Services of the Treasury, Christian Hu. So there you have it. I mean, Hong Kong, let's get it. How many of you have ever been to Hong Kong before? I spent some time there uh, when I was living in China. I actually had a blast. I think Hong Kong is a, a superb place, especially to visit, and they have great food. But with that being shared, fam, now let's dive into our next uh, segment of the day and discuss the Cash App creator was murdered and stabbed to death. I mean, you can't make this stuff up, folks. This is actually a very sad story. Bob Lee, the former chief technology officer of Square and creator of Cash App, died following a stabbing in San Francisco in the early hours of Tuesday, yesterday, April 4th, local time. Bill Barheit, the CEO of crypto wallet company Abra, tweeted on April 5th that Bob Lee was killed in SF early today, sharing a report from a local media outlet that reported on Lee's death but did not name him. Here's when Bill announced it on Twitter. I just got devastating news that our friend Bob Lee was killed in SF, San Francisco, earlier today. Bob was a dad, the former CTO of Square, where he created the Cash App and CTO of MobileCoin. He was a generous, decent human being who didn't deserve to be killed. Just an alert out there. I mean, it's not safe out there on them streets, especially in San Francisco, man. It's no joke. Jack Dorsey also confirmed the death of Lee on the decentralized social media platform, Noster. It's really getting calls. It's heartbreaking, he shared. An April 4th notice from the San Francisco Police Department explains officers attended to a report of a stabbing at approximately 2.35 a.m. local time, finding a 43-year-old adult male victim suffering from apparent stab wounds, adding the following 
following. Officers rendered aid and summoned medics to the scene. The victim was transported to a local hospital with life-threatening injuries. Despite efforts by first responders and medical personnel, the victim succumbed to his injuries. Now, former UFC fighter Jake Shields tweeted on April 5th regarding the killing of a good friend in one of the good neighborhoods of San Francisco. He later revealed it was Lee, saying he hoped it will at least bring attention to these problems as he was extremely high profile. No joke. So rest in peace to Bob Lee. It's just a shame to see another man stabbed to death. The uh, police said Lee's death is being actively investigated as a homicide. No arrests have been made and those with information are urged to contact the department, which can be done anonymously. Lee was also a chief product officer of MobileCoin, the creator of a privacy-oriented crypto of the same name. He gained uh, prominence in the tech industry for being the first chief technology officer of the Dorsey-founded payments platform Square, which was later named Block, and for creating the popular mobile payment service, Cash App. Lee was a proponent of cryptos and said in a statement when he joined MobileCoin in December 2021 that the traditional financial system leaves behind hundreds of millions of unbanked people worldwide and consequently excludes them from associated benefits. Man, so do you think this was just a random uh, murder or do you think this was an orchestrated hit? As many in the crypto industry, even billionaires have been getting whacked. You know what I mean? This is nothing new and this is a real topic of conversation. So let me know and I'll read everyone's comments out loud at the end of the show. And now let's dive into our next story of the day and discuss Ethereum breaking out and hitting a seven-month high, surpassing $1,800 for the first time in a very long time. That's right. Ether has breached actually 1900 for the first time in over seven months. A week before, staking withdrawals are enabled in the next major update for the second largest crypto by market cap. Now, coin market cap data shows that last time Ether was over 1900 was August 16th of 2022 amid a broader crypto sell-off when the U.S. Fed was hiking the federal funds rate at a record pace to combat inflation. That same inflation they said was transitory. Now, the Ethereum Shanghai hard fork set to occur on April 12th, uh, which is what? Next week will implement Ethereum's improvement proposal, EIP 4895, allowing validators and stakers to withdraw stake ETH from the beacon chain in addition to other EIPs aiming to help increase transaction speeds while reducing the transaction costs. This is long coming for a long time. The recent price increase could be driven by expectations that the Fed may ease up on quantitative tightening efforts as rate increases cause cracks in the global banking industry or by increased demand for Ether, given that staking is slated to become more flexible. And while Bitcoin has also recorded recent gains, Bitcoin and ETH, the trading pair comparing the price of ETH to Bitcoin, has increased by nearly 3% in the last week, according to TradingView, suggesting both factors may be contributing to Ether's price jump. So there you have it. And quoting CryptoCalio, solid bounce for ETH relative to Bitcoin the past several days. To be honest, though, back to the tweet, still just expect this as nothing more than a swing play opportunity and profits should rotate back into Bitcoin before 30,000 breaks in the ratio trend reverses bearish again. Now, Shanghai refers to the fork on the execution layer client side, and Capella is the upgrade name of the consensus layer client side that is set to be executed shortly after the Shanghai upgrade on April 12th next week. The execution layer is where all the smart contracts and protocol rules are, while the consensus layer ensures that all the network validators follow the rules. It is worth noting that the price of ETH dropped sharply following the execution of the merge back on September 15th last year, where it lost just under a quarter of its value in one week, according to the coin market cap, and despite some analysts and traders suggesting that unlocking stake Ether will create sell pressure, what will occur following the Shanghai and Capella updates is nothing but mere speculation. So there you have it. 
And now let's break down our final break-in story of the day in the moment you've all been waiting for a very bullish $10 million Bitcoin price prediction for the King Crypto. That's right. Hedge fund manager Jesse Myers believes the King Crypto is on its way to a staggering $10 million price tag per BTC. In an interview with Coin Stories, Myers breaks down the math and the timeline behind this big prediction. Myers says Bitcoin is emerging as a hard and scarce store of value in a world of ever-increasing debt and currency devaluation. Preach. Quoting him here, we have now entered an era where the value proposition of holding bonds or holding fiat money is very bad because the national debt and the unfunded liabilities going forward are going to necessitate a level of printing that will outpace the nominal yield on holding bonds. That's the only way out that we have. We now have $31 trillion of national debt, $170 trillion of unfunded liabilities in the U.S. alone, and we all know that much cash doesn't exist, right? Now you're talking about $3 trillion a year in interest expense when we're already running a multi-trillion dollar deficit in our budget, so you're talking about something like $4 trillion a deficit going forward that you have to print in order to make that up. So what's what Bitcoin and competing with at the lowest hanging fruit? I think in terms of where people have their value parked, Meyer says Bitcoin is competing in an asset world that totals about $900 trillion in size with a current level of global crypto adoption that is far less than some analysts believe. Quoting him again, it's a question of how much Bitcoin can win. How much value can Bitcoin actually take here? It's currently a $400 billion asset in a $900 trillion ocean. That means it's one two thousandth of the world's value. And that means collectively the world has 0.05% of allocation into Bitcoin. Myers says Bitcoin's maximum supply of 21 million will create a massive supply shock as the leading crypto's rate of adoption increases. He then breaks down the math that brings him to $10 million per coin in today's dollar terms, which is centered on Bitcoin capturing half of the gold market cap, as well as additional percentages of the world's top store of value categories. As outlined right here, the total addressable market cap for gold is currently currently sitting between 12 and 13 trillion. Now, as for his timeline, Meyer says that the key factor is how long it will take for the general public to gradually learn more about Bitcoin and understand its true value proposition. He believes his price target will become a reality within the next few decades. Quitting him again, I think we have begun the Bitcoin era where Bitcoin as a major, uh, as a major, if not primarily primary pillar of your personal saving strategy is the winning formula and it will take a generation of people to really get the picture and as you can see bitcoin is pumping we now above 28,500 let's go so when i say when i say bitcoin has i think a conservative chance of becoming a 10 million dollar coin in today's dollars that means going from 0.05% of the world's value to 25% of the world's value bitcoin is just going to suck it all in ingest it like a black hole that's what i think we've embarked on now and will only be really clear in hindsight that those are the mechanics that were playing out right before people's eyes while everyone was convinced that this was just monopoly money. And as for the potential risks of the Bitcoin future, Meyer says regulatory roadblocks are a top concern. He also believes that Bitcoin's virality is key to its future and that it is imperative for those who understand its benefits to spread the word and educate the next wave of investors. And speaking about monopoly money, that reminds me of the US dollar. You know what I mean? If you want to call a spade a spade. But with that being shared, fam, what are your thoughts on his $10 million Bitcoin price prediction? Let me know your honest thoughts in the comments right down below. And don't forget to check out CryptoNewsAlerts.net for the full premium experience with video and to participate in the live Q&A. And I look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's episode.